0: American Funeral, a place where we talk about marginalized experiences, all the injustice in our modern day society, and ways to do better consciously. Join me in today's episode as we discuss the concept of model minority and how harmful it is to immigrant ethnic communities. So okay, originally this podcast episode was about was going to be about inter-minority racism. You know, even though we as minorities are marginalized, we still have some prejudice against each other. And I was supposed to go deeper in that. And while that is a valid topic that I will do when the time is right, I came across an article while doing the research for that specific episode talking about Black Americans and their interaction with the Asian American community and how there's always been a comparison due to the stereotypes that have been placed on both communities. And it also mentioned how Asians, most of the times, are seen as the model minority. And it got me thinking about, you know, doing this episode. The concept of model minority isn't necessarily one that's new to me, but it's one that is very annoying to me. I find it very, very, very annoying. If you haven't figured it out already, I find it really, really damn annoying. And if this is your first time hearing this concept, model minority can be defined as... From the dictionary a stereotypical view of an ethnic racial or religious group that is assumed to have achieved a high level of educational economical and professional success basically saying that out of all the people that america chooses to marginalize they choose one puppy and they essentially make it look like every single minority should strive to be that kind of minority that they chose they should strive to gain their approval because their appro- the white American approval is the approval that essentially makes it whether you're a good minority or a bad minority. And what's interesting about this concept is a comparison point for having that not that much success, not that much education, opportunity, being African Americans. It's they're sort of seen as the bottom of the barrel comparison that people use to compare other ethnic groups, usually in a negative connotation. And the sadder thing, or even the most racially charged thing, is that Black Americans, aside from Native Americans and Indigenous people, are whose land this is, have been in America for the longest. We've been here for a really long time, yet we are the ones who... Fa African-Americans have been here for a really long time, yet they're the ones who are used as negative comparisons, used as the example of not what to do and definitely not the model minority because of the stereotypes that are usually negative that surround them. And it would be, it would make so much sense if they were the model minority because they have been here for longer, they've essentially grown with this country, but due to racism, and white privilege and white society, they have been at the bottom of the barrel since they've been here, which is literally for the longest time ever. The concept of model minority is very prevalent. And in most situations that people talk about it, Asian Americans are usually the pinnacle of what it means to work and grind the right way in America. Yet all of that seemed to disappear when COVID happened. Everyone hated them. The hate crimes that were already happening to them, they tripled. Old Asian people couldn't be on public transportation without fearing an attack because people blamed them for COVID. This is me criticizing a system that praises one group one day and the next day they're literally killing them there's no model minority doesn't exist because the model means that you are what is right what is good and you're getting the privileges associated with that usually those privileges are permanent in america nothing is ever permanent not even white approval it like i remember in it was in boston i feel like uber and lyft had a program where they were providing old asian people with like either substats or free rides because like it was that bad people were asian grandparents and people were just getting assaulted on the street and it was it was bad it all disappeared it went down the drain as soon as another stereotype was fresh enough to use against them because we all know the negative stereotypes around asian people but Usually when it comes to anything that has to do with success and economic prosperity and all that kind of opportunity, they're usually the ones with the upper hand. But as soon as anything fresh hits the market, it goes down the drain. That's the thing about America. As soon as they can use you as their diversity party or they get bored of you, they throw you right under the bus. My experience with the notion of model minority isn't with ni- African Americans. Actually, it's actually with Nigerians. Shout out to Nigerians, my people, representing the African diaspora in a very interesting way. No hate for those people. I, you know, I love, I love Nigerians. Love Nigerian food. Shout outs to them. And I think of Nigerians when I think of model minority, because according to statistics and research done by, I think, Harvard, they're the most educated people in America, actually. And there's some truth to that, because, like, anytime you see a Nigerian, they either have they're bachelors working on their masters they're either they're doing something good like they they're very educated people and this isn't putting them in a category where they're supposed to be a model if this is just saying from something that I've personally observed they're really educated and that's when you talk about model minority like the way things should be in the minority kind of land that's what i think of cuz you know, these are my fellow Africans, these are people who look like me, act like me, stuff like that. And they're they're doing their shit. You know, they got they got their stuff on lockdown. However, since we're talking about model minorities, I just like to take the time to acknowledge that even though there's some truth to the success of both Asians and Nigerians, being successful doesn't make them one, less of a minority, and that doesn't protect them from the racism that is always present in America, and that doesn't make them a monolith at all. Because the thing about model minority is that a lot of ethnic groups want to be model minority because it comes with white approval. That's how even the entire concept was made. White Model minority is essentially white people just picking from the lottery basket of, oh, minority, minority, let's pick one. Boom asian americans and it's actually really funny how asian americans became model minority because it was a couple years it was in 19 in the 1960s or 70s around that time i was reading an article about this asian americans were really treated horribly honestly like the stereotypes around them were really horrible but the u.s wanted to maintain a relationship with either china or japan so they started providing opportunities for immigrants to have essentially programs that help them with work or something like that. And then that kind of just catapulted them, catapulted the government to be like, oh, we'll take in more immigrants for those countries. Oh, we'll give them more opportunities. And then they started doing their own businesses, opening shops and stuff like that. They started progressing as a community, but that was because initially, They wanted to maintain a relationship with either china or japan i'm not sure so it's not even for a good reason it's not even from the kindness of their hearts it's just because they wanted to maintain a political relationship that's literally it when you're marginalized you'll do anything to survive because that marginalization affects your opportunities in every single area of your life your work your social life your romantic life It's marginalization because it makes life hard. And the white man's validation is sort of important, quote unquote, because at least they won't be spitting on you. You know, at least they won't be putting that much hate on you. At least they won't be stepping on your babies and using them as food for alligators. Being seen as the model minority kind of earns you a small amount of respect in the white man's eye. And a lot of people who are immigrants Or minorities want that. It's something to want. It's an easier way of survival. It's an easier way of life. And that's something that anyone who's going through marginalization, racism, homophobia, misogynoir, anyone navigating all these marginalizations, they want that. It's something personally, it makes life easier. I'm not saying the stereotypes get any easier to fall into, especially if you're breaking the mold and I'm not saying it becomes like a fun time. I'm just saying it becomes a little bit less horrible going through life, especially if they're all one of the older generation of immigrants. They do kind of want that because they have gone through a lot trying to make it in this country. There are a lot of things that immigrants do for this validation, including hating on black Americans and constantly using the same stereotypes and perpetuating them the same way white people do. Racism is racism, whether it's coming from a Latino, whether it's coming from a white person, whether it's coming from an Asian, racism is racism. And a lot of these ethnic and uh, minority communities, not not everyone, obviously, but some of them, Honestly, it's just racism. It's a competition to be who is a white man going to like this time. And I cannot tell you the number of people that have said racist stuff that were immigrants. Or even another POC. And it comes is a shock to me. Because I'm like, ain't you a minority too? Like, are not you not marginalized just just like me? It might not be the same, but girl, you was marginalized too. You know? And usually the response is when you're talking about racism or discrimination or just all these things and like killing of people the response is well at least i'm not black american The This hate given to black Americans and so many stereotypes like how they're lazy, they don't work for anything, they're always complaining about racism, gang affiliated, they aren't proper. I've heard it all and honestly I never, I really never get used to it because it just blows my mind. Especially coming from someone who is marginalized just like you in this country. In my mind, I was all, I always, this is actually really funny because some of y'all Hispanic people be mad racist. And it's just so funny when they go out of their way to say something racist in Spanish when I'm around, not knowing that I can understand what y'all are saying. Or like when I walk into an Asian-owned store, like a beauty supply store, because they they own some of those in Worcester. And they'll look at me funny. They look at me like I'm trying to shoplift well, I'm, I'm literally just trying to get Jamaican black castor oil. That's literally it. And this happens with so many other ethnic groups I may have not mentioned. And it's annoying because we're supposed to come together and be like friends because we're both like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Y- y'all, white people don't like y'all too. They don't like any of us. So why are you trying to be friends with them rather than friends with me? Like we're in the same boat, sis. And dear listeners, I finally figured it out, you know, the concept of the concept that I just mentioned, the enemy of my enemy is my friend is what we should, that's like what we should be doing in America because, you know, we come together, we're strong, we have a community, we support each other, but in America, proximity to blackness has always had a negative connotation. So when immigrants came and saw that black people were being treated in a subpar way as subpar humans they literally did not want to be associated with that because they could be they could be done like that too they saw how you know white americans was doing black people and they're like yo, I'm not trying to get done like that so what's the easiest thing to do make that person your enemy so that you can have a proximity to white people with the hatred of black people. That's kind of what would like mind y'all together. They know, they, this is a fact, they know black Americans are treated wrong and that's why they don't want white people to put them in the same category. So they become the aggressor. You're either the aggressor or the prey, constantly perpetuating those stereotypes so that they can have something in common with white people, hating black Americans and, you know, thinking all these stereotypes, perpetuating them, telling their children all these stereotypes. And a lot of the time people do this, they want, it's that proximity that they want that comes with them demonstrating that, yo, I will do whatever it takes for that approval. Is it a survival mechanism? Yes. Does it work? absolutely not just like the situation with asian americans as soon as white people find something to hate on you for they're gonna drop every single positive stereotype they have about you i don't even know why i'm saying positive stereotype it's just a stereotype because stereotypes put people in boxes even if it's model minority even if it's like Oh, they came here they immigrated and they're living the american dream what about the people who don't necessarily want that what about the people who necessarily want something so radically different being a modern minority doesn't allow you to have that that's why it's not it's not even a good thing it's not a tactic that will work because like literally in the eyes of america anything that isn't white male straight able-bodied cis is seen as wrong is seen as out of place and is seen as the exception rather than the norm. Having hatred towards African-American people is not going to get anyone anywhere. As immigrants, as minorities, as BIPOC individuals, we should be coming together because model minority puts puts us in a competition that neither of none of us are going to win. Because we're starting with racism, because anything that has color in America is seen as wrong. We're starting with systems, Put in place academically, socially, career-wise, economically, financially, and even mentally and emotionally. We're dealing with a system that has put all these barriers so that we can fail. So if you're trying to be friends with a person who's made that stereotype, they don't see you as an equal, no matter what you do. They don't see even the model minorities. They don't see Asians as as equals. Even though, yes, they are accepted at Harvard at the highest rate, even though they are the majority at Howard. It's like, little, I feel like I just keep going back to this. As soon as any negative thing hits and becomes popular, it's done. It's a wrap. Having hatred towards African-American people because stereotypes and assumptions you've made to subconsciously have some proximity to white culture and or privilege is not going to give anyone any. It's a divide-and-conquer tactic that has been working effectively and successfully divided people of color. They want us to hate each other. Just like the way they're arming Africa against each other, they want us to hate each other and constantly fight for their approval. When their approval should not be something that matters for us to be treated like human beings. We're focusing on the wrong fight. We're all living under the same systemic oppression. It doesn't get better when you go into a white person's establishment and yell, I hate blacks. It doesn't give you brownie points at all. It's not an effective strategy because it would be so much easier if people in the diaspora came together to fight racism because if combined collectively, we're, we're, we're strong. Trying to be model minority, trying to be a, a superior group that's seen as the most successful, it's not gonna ever get you to the American dream because the American dream is only for cis, white, straight, able-bodied men. That's it. Not even white women get the American dream because of misogynoir so fighting for something that doesn't exist instead of coming together to build something new pick and choose pick your poison and it's a very isolating experience aside from many minority communities already having racist stereotypes about you when you're put in this position you have you have this pressure to be part of the model that has been set out for you if you're deemed as model minority. Whether be it by your community or in general, even your family, the American system doesn't allow you to give anything less than 150% every time to earn bare minimum 50%. And as minorities, we all understand this, we have to work so much harder for half the benefits because of the notions people have in their head. Whether it's stereotypes of being studious and part of academically rigorous paths that are related to careers, or being a delinquent who is isn't academically versed, whatever category a stereotype still comes back to bite you in the ass. It still comes back because you have to you're forced to be part of that monolith, and that's not how it's supposed to be. That model should not exist because that model means that it's supposed to be in that category and humans aren't a monolith and this happens because you know the assumption that we're a monolith and we have no range as a community so that and we've sacrificed that we've sacrificed the belief that yo we can think outside the box We've embraced the box as, as something to just give up temporarily so that we can achieve the American dream. But in reality, the American dream isn't available, isn't real. Whether it's the stereotype is like those surrounding Asians, it doesn't allow room for like creative people, people who want to break out of the mold and other people who are pursuing non-traditional career paths in any space. It doesn't allow them any space in, in the community. It doesn't allow black and brown people to be anything other than perfect to be even considered as good. Not even thought as good, considered as good. There's no wiggle room. You have to be this, you have to do that, you have to be X, Y, and Z for you to start being considered. And if you are considered, you have to maintain it. And there's no winning. The divide and conquer that I mentioned earlier makes it so that we can't come together and talk about how these stereotypes are harming us and how we can break free of them as a whole diaspora. It makes us isolated in our bubbles and not able to reach out because of assumptions and stereotypes that we have about each other. And I don't think... I don't think there is a model minority, to be honest, because there is no one model to be a minority. There's no one way. There's no one universal experience that needs to be reciprocated and duplicated. There's no one line or one career path that one is supposed to follow just because of who they are ethnically. That's not how life works. That's not how these things work. And it's it's a really hurtful thing to see people who are experiencing similar marginalization to you, have all these negative and false ideas of who you are because of some stupid little competition to be model minority. And it's not something that, oh, we talk about, oh, we're in this competition with X, Y, and Z. It's just something unspoken that goes on in passing with these communities. And they're not as subtle as they think they are. We're not supposed to hate each other. Coming together would be detrimental for the white man because they can finally not run away from the problem you know if we're scattered if we're all doing our individual fights rather than coming together then it's it's not that effective but if we all sit down and take the time to listen to each other's experiences and how either being model minority is harmful or how being seen as um, lazy and incompetent and all that is harmful too if we have these conversations It would make us more connected, more stronger, more able to fight racism head on, fight the system head on and demand what we deserve, you know. And honestly, trying to fit in a mold is the most excruciatingly tiring thing that anyone will ever do. And if you're out there and you are trying to fit into a mold or just trying to break out of a mold, you know, I see you. I hear you, I understand that experience, and you're not alone. Millions of other people are trying to do the same thing, and even though you don't know them, you can't see it, we're all in this together as minorities. I hope every single person that's listening here gains something from that. And if you're a supportive white person, always remember to make space for people. That's the biggest thing you can do for fighting a fight that's not yours amplifying voices, amplifying experience, giving space to those experience. As per usual, I hope y'all learned something from this episode. If you haven't already, I really wanna connect with y'all. I really wanna hear your thoughts and opinions about model minority and all that. I want to hear y'all's shared experiences. I want to hear y'all's thoughts about it. And I I really want to connect with every single one of y'all. So do me a favor, follow our Instagram at The American Funeral. Hit us up in the comment section about this episode. And let's let's keep this conversation going because it's truly a conversation that is very important and needs to be happening all around the world. If you haven't already, follow us on IG, Pinterest, and TikTok. Don't forget to like this episode us on spotify and don't forget to share this episode with your friends have these conversations with people around you turn on post notifications for new episodes thank you so much for tuning in i love every single one of y'all i've been your lovely host carol Yeshi. Stay stay